Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, welcome to season three of the Defenders Commentary with Papa Bizzle. Don't hit play quite yet. We're going to just get you right into the countdown here. Papa B, uh, it's been a couple of weeks. It hasn't been as long. It's felt really long. I think it was June 4th that we did the last one. So Correct. hopefully Correct. it won't be as long. Um, and so for some reason, I have me sending you... The last thing I sent you was photos of Janina G- Gavin Carr, uh, which other than she's a gorgeous brown lady, I'm not really re- remembering why that happened on June 4th. Uh, maybe she looks like a Lodi, and that's why I sent it to you. I don't know. Oh. Um, but it uh, hasn't been that long. But welcome back um, f- uh, f- to episode four of season three, Blindsided. As you pointed out, this could be referring to more than, than one person. You know, I... Um I heard Elodie's name pronounced as Elodie. Elodie. Yeah, I've heard that. Which makes a lot more sense. That's how it would be pronounced from her p- part of the world. Yeah. Or Elodie. That would be the Arabic mm-hmm. Hebrew way and the last syllable. Okay, guys. So we're going to get you right into the countdown for this one. We, of course, Dad, picked yet another giant Marvel News day or day after to do this. Needless to say, we are thrilled about Natalie Portman as the female Thor. Uh, Dad, um, uh, I told you that I was just going to promise the Bizzlecast listeners, definitely me and Simi are talking Marvel announcements in the next couple days, and hopefully I'll have you on in the next week or two to talk about it. Would it be fair to say that us being excited about Natalie being a lead in that particular movie with those actors and that director has us a little excited? Yeah, I would say it has us uh, (laughs) slightly excited. It's funny that actually I hadn't thought of this or brought this up. Uh, you know, the dream for the last three years is, is there any way we can get DC and Marvel to do a single movie with Thor and Wonder Woman together uh, mm. for a million reasons, obviously, you know, fighting together, mythical creatures, romance, with beautiful people, blah, 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 blah. Um, but now you don't have to. We got the female Thor, Natalie Portman, and Marvel's doing amazing. Um, and uh, final thought here, Papa B, uh, which I hadn't mentioned to you before, is I have to take the mea culpa that I don't think any of these Netflix shows are <laughs> going to be happening again on the new network anytime soon based on all of the high-profile television an- announcements, even oh. more than we thought. Oh, I see. When they have Elizabeth Olsen and Sebastian Stan and Jeremy Renner and probably some Scarlett Johansson doing television for them, I, I don't know that... 
uh, Deborah Ann Wall um, and uh, you know uh, Trish Walker are, are going to be able to make that jump, which is too bad because Jessica Jones is one of Captain Marvel's best friends, and there's a lot of other connections. And by the way, apparently, Dad, there are hints in Spider-Man about Daredevil. Um, in the new Spider-Man that we haven't seen that we should see because everyone says, by the way, that Alistair uh, uh, confirmed again it's worth it just for Gyllenhaal. Oh, terrific. Um, terrific. So we got to do it for our boy Jake J. We got to do yep. it for Jake J. Um, yeah. Because we're never going to get this chance again with him, uh, probably, because uh, right. he won't want to do it. Um, right. And he's he's going to be happy being probably up there with Loki, who also has his own show. See, so, if, like, let's be honest, Dad. The night manager, everyone was nominated on that show. And the only reason more people weren't nominated was they just ran out of room. (laughs) Right. It was like the night of. You remember the night of? Oh, yeah. There was like three men of of like the five in all the different awards who were nominated. I mean, you know, some show. So that's what I'm saying is, you know, I love Charlie Cox and I've given him high praise as having potential. But there's potential, and then there's also having Paul Bettany, Tom Hiddleston, uh, and Jeremy Renner, and Elizabeth Olsen willing to do uh, extended television for you. I think you and I, as we enjoy <clears throat> this amazing episode and the rest of the season, I just want to say, big picture, let's wish it well, and I hope history smiles on it the way you and I uh, um, agree how underrated uh, all of these shows are, even when there's some terrible seasons like JJ 2 and 3 and so forth. Overall, the quality's been great, and we love them, but I have to take the Mia Culpa now before it's too late. I don't think it's happening. Mm, but well. as I've said, as I've said, the one other than Elodie, oh Lodi, we're gonna keep all Lodi. Other than Lodi, who is already a lead in a new Disney, you know, um, fairy tale show, uh, which is great. Um, Jessica Henwick is the one they have to hold on to. I mean, there's no one in Daredevil where I'm like, you have to hold on to them in terms of the young characters other than Chris, you know, Kristen Ritter. I, I mean, Jessica Jones makes the most sense to hold on to, and I still love Kristen despite the bad shows. Jessica Henwick, hopefully with the, the Asian properties they're doing, uh, they'll hold on to. Um, but yeah, just a Viking funeral, so burn away. <laughs> All um, right. Speaking of burning away, um, we're going to massacre another uh, episode where we talk about uh, Wilson Fisk's belly and Karen's hair way, way too much. <laughs> <laughs> so cue up your DVD. Well, probably not DVDs. Yeah, cue up your Netflix to zero zero something, whatever. I mean, cue it up to the Netflix logo. I'm going to count from three to two to one. I'm going to say go. When I say go, you hit play. Um, and then just to uh, make sure we're all aligned when the Marvel Comics uh, title thing starts flipping. And my dad normally says go or now or something just to make sure that you're there. But, um, you, you, you know, you'll be in within three seconds no matter what. So. And I did watch the first 10 or 15 minutes of this before the prison uh, insanity happens uh, with the 11-minute fight here, and I, I can't wait for you to watch it. So Yeah, I can't wait, wait to see it again. Here comes the countdown. Three, two, one, and go. Now. By the way, they're prioritizing Stanley projects going forward okay dead this is one of the great opening scenes of all time so i'm just gonna let you watch it and respond okay well any scene he's in is like just just wait just wait just wait 
<laughs> Look at Dex, he's so upset. Yeah. Just watch. Watch these reactions. This How did Dex get on Nick to Oh, in, in that in that uh, Saving his that. life, murdering all the yes. bad guys. Right. By the way, I'm not thinking Dex is the bad guy at this point when I have my first watching. That's correct. You, you you really don't. You just think he's kind of overzealous, but you don't think that he's a... Uh, Here we go. Wait, watch this. Turn he, around. He's a psychopath. Look at this. Look at that face. Look. Yeah. But Dex is right there. <laughs> <laughs> punk. Can we finish your punk? And here, here comes the capper. Here oh. comes the capper. He, he's such a great face actor. And he's flipping Dex actively. He's yeah. uh, everything is calculated to flip this guy. Yeah, here comes. You know it's coming, but watch the way this is shot. <laughs> oh wow! Look at that. <laughs> he's so menacing. Yeah, it's like I I own you, dude. And he's, you can't no, even know it yet. No, he's smiling. You yeah. know it yet. By the way, Dad, face actors, you have to a. Be extremely faithful. This is uh, Matt Murdock going back to his apartment. It was beautiful yeah. shooting. Uh, but dad, to be a great face actor like D'Onofrio, you need to a have an unbelievable amount of trust in the director, cinematographer, and film crew to, oh. to capture it from the right angle with the right lighting at the oh. right take. Wow. Because method actors don't always do ten takes. That's they oh. do their work off the screen. And then I bet you most of those Wilson Fisk scenes that aren't fight scenes are like two three takes. But dude, the second dad is you need to be someone who looks in the mirror for years and practices. Is that right? Or watch your stuff over and over again and then do trial and error. But normally actors don't like to watch their stuff. So I think he just stares in the mirror and has been doing it forever that you have to. Mm. But also the third one that connects those two dad is knowing the angles and distances of the cameras when you're doing the faces like are they even going to pick this up do i need to exaggerate it because it's 30 feet away or do i need to go super subtle because it's five oh. feet away all right oh. here we go sorry we uh, this is going to be a film nerd podcast more than most because of the 11 minute uh no camera change fight so well, i'm great. just that's getting great. it started but dad talk about this by the way more and more, Matt is not pretend, pretend. He's not even pretending to be blind for most of the season. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. He's going without a cane. Wow. It's a big change for so, him. Do you remember what he pulled in the last episode that he's about to use? No, I don't remember. He stole Foggy's wallet. Oh, right. Right, and that, that's going to get him in, into the prison. With some smooth talking. But yeah, before the then, before then, here we go. Cabbies really are this nice for the most part. Oh, here it sure. is. Okay, sure here are. it is. Okay, okay, Dad. This, this is. I'm turning it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, there she is. Our Felicity Jones, Dad. Right. Our American. A beaded curtain. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Look at her bounce around. This just gets better and better. This scene, I mean, right? Look at her. You're thinking she's getting paranoid, but she's now thinking three steps ahead of him. Yeah, she's uh, on top of this whole thing. 
I love that. He's, he's a wreck. Frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, he's a wreck. He Look knows what. Matt. Yeah. Look at that view. I am looking at that view. Uh-huh. Which one? Uh huh. Not the setting. Uh-huh. It's her smile too. Uh, one of the, one of the great over, one of the great overbites in the business. Here comes. We go on the offense. Mm-hmm. By the way, Foggy realizes that before anybody. Yeah, he. That's you're right. That's right. He does. Here it comes. She's already. She's a. She's a plotter and a planner. <laughs> Here it comes. Here Watch eyes. his reaction from now until she stops explaining. Talking about facing. <laughs> <laughs> He's so scared. I think. Here it comes. Look at his he, face. He, th- he thinks she's out of her mind. Yeah, look at so him. They- <laughs> <laughs> she's so. Right. <laughs> that was a great line. He has to act annoyed at her occasionally, even though he never is. Right. Right. Single issue. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Work. He's still thinking about the balls to even suggest this. Right. Where did I find this girl? Suburbs, L.A. With those doughy eyes of hers. Oh, my God. But her mischievousness and and little bit of evilness is great. Oh, that's why she loves them. I love uh, I love these two. My man. Okay, name a better actualized Marvel relationship, man and woman, than this. Go. Yeah, really. That's Other true. than Tony I mean, Stark and Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts, that's the only one. Well, but this this one is very realistic. Mm. You know. I think Pepper Potts and Tony Stark is too, but because of those actors. But it's not a fair comparison in either direction. <laughs> oh boy! My wallet. Yeah. Hey, Dad, I just need to grab. I need to grab my um, my water jug. Uh, so you talk for the next like thirty seconds or so. I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay. Oh, money talks. Cabby stays put. All right, we're at the prison. Some mischief, mischiefness will ensue. Mischievousness will ensue. All right, sorry. We've just. I'm sure uh, I missed some uh, Nietzschean level philosophy. No. Here it comes. By the way, I still use $12 Panasonic earbuds for my audio on my podcast, and I use those $20 Bluetooths all day for my phone. So, guys, you don't need to pay a lot of money for great equipment. I haven't had any earbuds better than these $12 ones. That's amazing. That's really amazing. (laughs) Here we go. He's actually not a good manipulator. He has to work really hard to do this stuff. That's yeah, of, right. He's, that's why Electra loves him because she's great at it and he's terrible. Yeah. I'm telling you, um, Marcy and, and Foggy is intentionally a, a mirror, an opposite mirror of Electra and Matt. It, it, like the, the, the rough outline of the personalities of the men and women are similar in terms of power structure, but it goes in the other way. 
Uh, I have a question for you, Dad. You there? Yeah, it sounded yep. like you disconnected. Yeah, it might, it might have temporarily, but I'm here. Um, okay. I, I have a question for you. Yeah. I'm thinking of going back to the acapella, um, and it's not because I don't like the hard rock beginning we've been using with the theme, but the, the way it's compressed, I, I don't like how it sounds compressed. It's just loud and overly compressed. Oh, so I could try oh, and compress it again, but the acapella just came out so beautifully. So uh, if, you, if I have your permission to, to at least consider that switch back. Oh, though, definitely. Yeah. yeah we love definitely. E-Rock, and I use E-Rock stuff all the time. We don't need to always use E-Rock. That's I mean, right. you love E-Rock. I love E-Rock. Let's be honest. Totally supported through Patreon, by the way. He he has other music work, but he makes decent money. Yeah, it's amazing. Amazing. But what he does on Patreon. He deserves it. Okay. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Okay. So, so let me point out a few things. They immediately start selling up the paranoia just in this room and then this ex- this great exchange that to completely flips where you think this guy's on his side and it completely flips mm-hmm. um i don't know how much you remember about this but the, you can feel the I, even i remember the first time thinking something was off and boy does this go crazy go ahead yeah i mean he's he's very paranoid about what uh what we'll see in a second how how matt's just totally spooks him which Matt also does with Frank and with tons of clients. He's a terrible, terrible defense lawyer. Right. By the way, by the way, guys, despite a GTX sixteen sixty six gigabytes dual fan video card on my PC, I am doing this podcast loyally on my Mac, Dad. So you're welcome, <laughs> America. That's great. Oh, there's the full screen. Mostly just running. He's a bad liar. Matt is a bad liar, Dad. He's a horrible liar. Which I think speaks well of him. With all of his problems, if you're a bad liar because you're mostly a good person, it speaks well of you. Yeah, but but you know who's who's great at that at lying and uh, is is JJ. She's great. When she's, she's great. Uh, yeah. She, she's great at lying, but she's horrible at lying to herself, and that keeps damaging her psyche. She keeps trying to yeah. lie to herself. Right. She's responsible for everything. All right. There he goes. He's, he's now off the reservation. So if you had Jessica Henwick and or uh, the previous scientist Finn Jones in this situation, they would murder. I mean, not literally, but they could easily take down this place. But what's about to happen with him being a total human that's just a good fighter dad? It, it pushes believability, but I, I, I argue they accomplished that. Mm. He's scared to death of the Albanians. By the way, I love that they didn't oversell the initial exchange with the police. Oh, man, they go right at him. So this is all no. Fisk, right? This is all reaction to Fisk? No, this is all reaction to, to the Al- Albanians, I believe. But how much does Fisk specifically set him up? I, I forget. I think Fisk is involved in this. Mm. Yeah. So remember, Dad, Frank in season two, the cops completely let Frank and all that murder happen in the jail. Yes, yes. And these prison guards end up being bad. But the police in this season, they all of a sudden are good, which is I know I talk about up oh, here. He is. 
God, what great hair. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal has gray hair. This guy has gray hair. He has gray hair. Both Gyllenhaals have gray hair. I love Maggie's curly hair. You said you rewatched The Dark Knight recently. We haven't talked about it. Do you see some of the themes between Batman and Daredevil characters? Yeah, yeah. You must have just loved seeing Maggie. Okay, so this is it. This is my problem. He's great. She's great. The kids are great. I buy the romance. I buy the tension. They just do a little too much of it. I, I, I'm get, it's with properties I love when something's like twenty percent off. I, it you know I notice that, but on rewatches, Dad, it doesn't. I don't notice it as much. Well, I, I think they they do it to highlight the arc, you know, the character arc that this guy is, is on. I mean, he goes from an Eagle Scout to being. You know, kind of corrupted, and, she, and they they sell the right way that she is right to completely distrust him at one point and kick him out and be scared, but they also don't oversell her guilt later because she's not wrong because he's not filling her in, Dad. And this is right. actually this is I didn't think of this. This is the only major human mistake he makes this season. Everything else is happening at a higher level that he can't do anything about. That's right. Not bringing his wife into it, and she ends up getting into it, uh, just like with Foggy and Matt, right? We say if Matt just confided emotionally in Foggy and told him some stuff, right, it would help. I think that's going on here. I could be wrong. Well, but in both cases, the protagonists are trying to protect in their minds. I think they're right, just like their, Batman's trying to re- protect Rachel and and Harvey Dent. You know, it's right. all. It's I guess what I'm saying is, from a practical standpoint, it's the wrong decision. Even if they think it's morally the right oh, decision. Oh, sure, yeah, sure. Like with Karen, like you know, Matt could have salvaged the Karen relationship much earlier if he had let her in, and he, she's totally trustworthy. Yeah. She just laid down the law. So remember my, my kicked in the balls theory of great movies like Rogue One and like this television show, mm-hmm. and, and like just when like it, this episode they're just directly kicking you in the balls for eleven minutes. But the character of of by J Ali. You know, he gets kicked in the ball so much and he dies and he then he gives testimony, but then it's thrown out because of the kingpin is the ultimate ball kicker. I know we're many episodes away from that, but the fact that his death ends up meaning nothing and without Daredevil infiltrating and getting the, you know, Vanessa in trouble and Dex and so forth, everything J. Ali gave his life for, including his actual life, thrown away and worthless. It's, It's very sad. Yes, it was. It is. And you pointed out in the first episode that he was standing by his pool or whatever. That's the same shot when he dies. Yep, the same shot. Here we go. Everything's yellow. Okay, so, Dad, we we tried to talk out how we were going to deal with this 11-minute fight. And I think we should do a play-by-play. And I will add little film commentary behind-the-scenes stuff when I can. Good, good. But but what you both of us should be... You know, also just ooing and eyeing because it's a brutal fight. It's not a finesse fight, and that's important. Yeah, that's right. He fights like a boxer. He fights like his dad, who would get his ass kicked for twelve rounds, but he made it twelve rounds. I think that's the thing with Matt Dad. It's less a messiah complex than dad worship. Yeah, and he's trying to. Uh, 
He's, he's atoning for him and his dad. He's, That's right. He wants his dad to be sinless. It, it's quite interesting. D-A-W, what? <laughs> so I would argue, Dad, that this season, so we talked about in season two, the pressure was taken off of these two because of John Bernthal, Elodie Young, and... Uh, um, this, Sorry, this, is a, this is a good scene where he, he's going to tell her about Matt. You couldn't have this. Look at her. Don't she doesn't dare to hope. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, she, she thinks he did. He doesn't dare to oh, hope. Foggy's, right. <sighs> Foggy's such a good guy. This is the thing. Foggy is one of the most believable actual good guys uh, out yeah, there. Yeah. Right. Right. Look he really her. is. She she reads his face. She got unbelievably famous nerds on her on her show and Kika Sundry. People love people really like her. She pimpokes. <laughs> oh, you know, she she plays she plays a great heroine in this mm-hmm. in yep. this show. Yeah. It's great for her brand. Yeah, some girls have to put on playing the badass and some girls are a truly badass. Um I think Natalie Portman is one that I would think would have to put on for the badass, but I actually think she is a badass based on her political activism in the last couple of years, how bold she's been. Well, just, just that joke she made about, about the hammer. I mean, that's, you know, that's and, so In that photo of her, like, going to hit Taika on the head. But that Taika was on his knees offering it to her like she was a true goddess. It was a beautiful sight. Yeah. Foggy is understanding how complicated the world and people are this season. And that's what I appreciate is there's a lot of existentialism going on behind his head. If you just watch him and and listen to his words, could another actor make this even more compelling, you know, like a Jake Gyllenhaal, for example? Sure. But it's sold well enough with the performance and the writing behind it, dad, that I'm with Foggy and like, I wish people were simpler and just not horrible people and complicated. You know what I mean? Right. When you find out that his family is being being blackballed by Fisk, it's heartbreaking. It really is. Karen is doing the uh, like. I'm partially disturbed, but ups mostly just upset thing. Way less, way more subtly this season. It comes off as way less selfish about herself. Yeah, and they are building a dad. I want to say right now. I know it's a few episodes away. It seems like the Karen flashback comes out of nowhere, but watching it now, it's clear that thematically with her character, with each episode, they're dropping little hints and planting little seeds to then lead up to the Karen flashbacks, is is my theory, four episodes in. Uh Uh-oh. By the way, Matt did not do that on purpose, Papa Bay. I mean, by accident. By accident. Oh, really? No, he did not do it by accident. There's oh. no way he would do that by accident. Oh, huh. He never leaves anything out of place. Okay, here we go. This guy tries to stab him with drugs. So this is the reverse superpower, Dad. Is Not only does he not have superpowers, but they make him have this giant 11-minute brawl while he's drugged. Oh, that's right. I forgot he's drugged during this. It's about to happen. Oh, Here's the thing. So here, here's an actor's thing. Charlie Cox knows oh, where it's oh, going, yeah. but he can't act like he knows where it's going. But Matt Murdock would sense that there's a weird tension already with what's been happening and with this guy. He can smell it. He can hear the camera. Boom! There it is. 
Oh, it goes into his hand. Yep. That's why a needle is it's like a switchblade. Okay, here it is. I, I don't. I think this is the Birdman thing, right? It's not a true eleven minutes w- one shot, but it's. I don't. Okay. Oh, he got all the drugs in there. Oh, really? Was was the syringe empty? By the oh, way, geez. human adrenaline can o- overtake uh, drugs. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, and you know, drunken bo- drunken boxing is a thing. Actually, you know, drunken fighting, drunken boxing. They they <laughs> they reference it in the Matrix. It's a Chinese thing. Yeah. Uh, oh. There there was alcoholics who were amazing fighters who would sit outside of bars in ancient China supposedly and just beat the shit out of like ninjas and so forth. Jeez. Because you're very loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I told you. I told you. The thing is, Dad, you never need to read the Daredevil comics because the best Daredevil comics are no better than this. At best. Oh, wow. Brian Michael Bendis also does great ones, like JJ. Oh, he's just, he'll never forgive him for this. So, okay, so this is the beginning of Frank knowing too much to be even believable, but it's all through performance, I think. He he knows too much? They say Frank. The kingpin. How did he know Matt was going to go and they had everyone ready to fight? Or was it just the cops at the door called him up when they... Yes, that, that, that. He's, He's so plugged into this prison. But he must have thought that Matt might come to the prison, I guess. I will say it looks nothing like the prison where he was, but maybe it's a different wing or a different. Pl- I don't yes. know. Yeah, I, I think it's just a different wing. I think it's implied that the the prison where with Frank from last season is not the same prison where he is right before release, which would be here. Okay, here comes all yellow, no no body armor. Now Frank just murders people, Dad, and this is the argument. If you were in this situation and you could be Frank Castle or Matt Murdock, from a purely practical standpoint, you'd be Frank Castle. Right. Frank right, would right. have already killed every person that he's interacted with. There'd be five right. people dead. And this is the Batman thing, too, which is, is great to watch, but I hate at the same time because it's so impractical. Just snap his neck. These guys are trying to kill you. It's self-defense. It's not murder. There's a difference. God knows there's a difference. It's in the Bible. Right? He's not even following the Old Testament, which would say kill these guys. Oh, man. Here we go. All right, Papa B. So we're about wow. a minute in or so in. Now the How cameras come that? down the hallway. Here's right. So they're just shooting one camera. Boom. Punch. Right. Wait, there was a punch that didn't land that there was a noise there. Who cares? Okay. He jumps on him. Is there a switch here? Nope. Camera staying. Moving to the other side. We see his underwear. You can tell it's the same shot. This guy's coming in. They had to rehearse this so many times that I bet you Charlie Cox got hit at least two or three times physically with each take of this. Well, what I don't understand is that they're throwing him around a lot against the wall and over the... Oh I, I don't believe there is a stunt double for more than like, an occasional second here or there at most. This is all Charlie Cox. This is an amazing gift he gives to the world, this actor. Wow. 
the thing is with Arrow is Arrow beats them up so badly they might die, and if they're really bad guys, he doesn't care. I kind of wish Daredevil did that, you know, like that. Like th- that guy could sh- might be dead. Right. Do you think it's? Oh. Do, do you think Daredevil's at the point where he's okay if some of these guys die accidentally? No, I don't think so yet. So this is just pure self defense. He can't even think twice about it. Right. Because remember, we said one of his cool superpowers was knowing how hard he could strangle someone without killing them, right? But yep. he's drugged, and, and now here comes another punch, probably. <laughs> There's the, the Okay, he's going in the hall. We're about three, four minutes in. Have we no, no switched camera? No breaks. No, no breaks. No, no, yeah. I mean, the children of men fight you know, will never be replicated because there's tanks and explosions and machine guns. But this is extremely impressive. Oh, God. Here they come. Yeah, this is always a thing in video games is like, do you assume the cops are corrupt and just start shooting them? Yeah, here he goes. Just like Neo. This looks exactly like Neo fighting Smith and the cops with Morpheus in, in the Matrix. It can't be a coincidence. Probably not. Where, where where Hugo Weaving smashes uh, Lawrence Fishburne's head on a toilet seat and the whole thing breaks. <laughs> yeah, that's no, it. There, Kill him. There. Kill him. Yeah, and he hits there, him. There he, he thought about it. I don't, I don't have that problem. I would not have that problem because I would never be in this situation because I don't have the guts, skills, or balls to get anywhere near anything like this. But I think if I was in his place... I would want them to be down no matter what. Not purposely kill them, but not be thinking about it constantly the way he is. But I could be wrong. Well, no, I think, I think it's very hard to at, kill someone in, in real life. So, I think if you look at the, the, the fight with the threesome in the nurse's office, he was clearly trying to knock them out. But he, That was a switch, I think, when he looks down at the fire on the ground. I think. Uh, oh. Uh, here we go. Wow. What's great is when you accomplish this on a major movie or television show, you don't have to prove it because there's like a thousand people involved in the effort. Right, this guy right here. Frank mur- would murder him. Yes, for sure. Oh, here's the, uh, here's the Albanian. By the way, guys, I, it, it's been since last time I watched Punisher Season 2, Dad. I can't believe it's been that long. There's a ton of Frank violence and murdering in two, way more than one. Hmm. And the fact that Madani is okay with it, it makes it really interesting. Man, is she beautiful and a great actress. Yeah, she really is. They make it seem like it's all about that little girl, and she ends up being pretty irrelevant, which I was happy about. <laughs> yep. I mean, Batman beating up the Joker and his goons is more interesting, but this is, from a filmmaking and television standpoint, way more interesting. Yeah, like we've talked about before, this never feels like a comic book show, like, like Batman. But don't you agree example. in The Dark Knight, the desire to give punishment and receive punishment is also there with Bruce Wayne? Yeah, for sure. Especially after the Rachel stuff. Where's Rachel? 
Where is she? Mm. Murdered Maggie Gyllenhaal, those idiots. Fuck you, Christopher Nolan. That's right, I said it. He's he's using his courtroom skills here with uh, with the Albanian uh, leader. He thinks so. Yeah. To to shift his uh, right fix points fixed. Bribe some lifer to stab him. Yep. Which Foggy knows instinctively, Dad. And if Matt Murdock was st- stopping an idiot and trusted his friend's brain for two seconds, he could have pieced together without this nonsense. That's the thing. He almost deserves the punishment for coming here. What an idiot. We haven't yeah. commented on this. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> but that makes, again, at the end of the season where Foggy's wrong and he trusts Foggy's instinct and Foggy's wrong, it makes it more effective. Right. So um, here, here's the thing, Dad. Even if they get the lifers information, does would this lead anywhere? N- no. He persuaded him. Yeah. This character actor is just not that interesting. No, that's the thing. They got they they got all these guys for fighting, which which I understand. Mm. I don't believe it's an eleven minute fight, but it's long. Well, if you count what's to come, his escape from this wing here. So how did the Albanians hate Fisk? So why were they involved in the first place? Or, or, they, or they were never the guys involved? I don't think they were the guys involved to get Fisk out on They're that. these guys. This season is cool because Matt has to like describe his powers to people at times throughout the season. During the last, right. the guy's like, well, how do you know that? Yeah. Batman does it with technology, like Tony Stark, which you got to respect, you know? Yep. I think that's why I loved Iron Man growing up, by the way, Dad. It's like X-Men was on the other side. It's like all of them had magical powers. I love the idea that he was a superhero because of his brain and technology. Mm. Right? Not a coincidence yep. I liked Iron Man growing up, you know? Right. I mean, he, that's right. It's the super suit. It's like, yeah. That's right. He's sciencing the shit out of things. Yes, he drinks and has women, but come on. I think this whole <laughs> this whole prison escape is very compelling. So the point is, if they didn't switch cameras between this and three minutes ago, that would just be stupid. So yeah, this looks like Batman brawling. It's pretty good. <laughs> But you're mostly with your main character who keeps kicking ass. But now, this is like a Call of Duty thing, Dad, is you would grab a helpless uh, uh, civilian prisoner like this, and like you and your teammates would have to like run them through a war zone and uh, not get them killed. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's not just about murdering people. It's about you know a, a, your VIP not getting murdered. So now, right? And so now it's the Olympics, and the decathlon team are getting this guy out. You gotta love that. Yeah. I think it was smart they put this directly in the middle of the episode. It would be easy to put it at the end. Yes, it would have been would ballsy be. to put it at the beginning, but 
my I think my sound's gonna end up bleeding out a lot. I don't care. Why? Because I have it so loud. Oh, I want to oh. be immersed. They just got loud with the sirens and stuff. By the wow. way, obviously with the fog and smoke, you could change the camera, but at this point, nobody cares because it was a spectacular brawl. It really was. I mean, it's not as memorable as the season oh one brawl in the early episodes, you know, at, where it goes down the staircase and everything, but very impressive. Matt, Charlie Cox, well done. Uh, oh, and well they even done. fade to black, which never happens. I've, I, I've heard the film theorists talk about this, about the fact that in the old days fading to black was a regular thing in film and television yes and now was. nobody does it and th- that it's whoop, and that it's it, it's it's a sign of some of what film has lost over the years it seems like a small thing but the fade to black means that your audience takes a second <laughs> <laughs> fade to black means your audience takes a second to think and breathe which is now you're not allowed to breathe in Mission Impossible 17 and so forth by the way they announced Top Gun 2 I am never seeing a Tom Cruise movie again never (laughs) I walked out on one with my dad he can confirm this I never walk out on movies I walked out on Mission Impossible whatever the fuck it's called never seeing him again ever never I'd see him I'd see him in a funny role like uh they they like uh the Vietnam War spoof one, but speaking of uh Mission Possible, did you see that for the next James Bond movie they cast a black British actress woman? Of course I did. <laughs> I mean that's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Interest was too scared, so they went for a black woman and said fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, I was shocked. By the way, I, I respect Idris's denial of of taking the role and his just not wanting to deal with the bullshit. This woman is very brave. But the bottom line is James Bond is one of the most outdated and stupid superhero characters with every when we have Black Widow and Bourne and, you know, Wonder Woman uh, but also John Wick and the accountant dad, do we really need James Bond? I mean, yeah, it's still it's an when amazing. When you're born in the brand. accountant, you don't need James Bond. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Unless you put well, Anna we, Kendrick in there, then maybe I'll watch it. Where you been, AK? AK, where you been? At where are those movies? I want my Anna Kendrick. Oh, look at him. He's he's a great looking guy. He's like he's got to shave five times a day. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> Look, they deal with the fact that Dex is unstable. These two like each other. Even though Dex murders him, spoiler alert. At this point they like each other. Yes. I mean, in Dex's twisted mind, he likes him even at the end, but he just thinks it has to happen, right? I mean, that's That's the difference between evil people and twisted people, right? And what I like about the Joker dad with all these villains is he is definitively pure evil. Unlike Loki, unlike the Kingpin, right? He only wants, what does Alfred say? Our boy, Michael Caine. He said, some people, Mr. Wayne, just want the world to burn, right? Mm -hmm. You know, 
Wilson Fisk does not just want the world to burn. He will happily burn down three quarters of New York City to get what he wants. Yeah. But, but Kilgrave is like the Joker, Dad. I'm, that's what I am always yes. comparing Kilgrave to the Joker. Yes, right. If he could just have sex with Jessica Jones whenever he wanted to with mind control, he would be happily let the rest of the world burn. Mm-hmm. Which is why... Not only does Jessica have to murder him, but if you were ever to get behind a murder in a television show, Jessica Jones killing Kilgrave would have to be the one. <laughs> uh, this is going to get increasingly fun for me with these two as the season goes along, Dad. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they have a great re- relationship. Or, or a, uh... <laughs> He's got uh, man. Alden Henson has gotten so much better at acting since season one. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It. The thing is, though, that even in season one, he's comfortable in his own skin, which is a clutch. Yeah, but he was pretty much just a doofus in the, in the first season. But he did love Karen as a friend and, and humanize her, which I always would like. Yes. With yes. you know, Senor Foggy, you know, the poor Latina woman who fist kills. Dude, mm-hmm. that's the thing, Dad. You know how all the great characters, whether it's Cap with Bucky and Peggy or, you know, Thor with his mom, with with, with Foggy, it's it's Mrs. Gardenias or whatever her name is. Yes, that's right. Who gets murdered by Fisk. That is still what's driving him. Is this where the YouTube video incident happens? Is this it? Is this where he gives the best speech ever and then gets embarrassed at the end of the YouTube video? I don't remember. Not here. No. This is the cops getting behind him. Oh, this is it. Yes. Dad. Sorry. Go ahead. I forgot this happened. Marcy convinced him in 2.3 seconds. Yeah. Right. And so he's uh, he's going to take a run at this. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, guys, just want to point out that the white guy is talking like the stereotypical black guy and vice versa is very interesting, complicated, and realistic. Mm-hmm. This is a great speech. Dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, da, da. <laughs> yeah. Giving a dramatic speech is extremely difficult in terms of yeah. t- timing. Like, I'm ready to sign up for Foggy. He just nails him. He goes right after him. Yeah, goes right after him. Full frontal. By the way, let's be clear. Marcy has superpowers, and they're being manifested right here. Her superpowers (laughs) are making Foggy go 10 levels above where he normally would. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Absolutely right. Yep. Yep. Look at them. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't put her in these scenes. She Look distract. Isn't it funny how Foggy ends up coming off not nearly as self-righteous as he should because of Matt's extreme self-righteousness. Yes. Where do I sign up? Yeah. The first vote, baby. Woo. (laughs) Nelson. 
Hi, yeah. this is Franklin Nelson. <laughs> well, yeah, he hit he hit the perfect note for yep. this group. Yep, 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 yep. This is like uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt and uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Get, get. Oh my God! Look how haggard they make Karen's eyes bloodshot and her cheeks colored all all season. Yeah, she got bags under her eyes. Does she pull? Does she pull her gun here? I think so. Yeah. I think she does. I've said this in the previous season, Dad, but it's worth saying again because of the insane Giuliani uh, gun laws in New York. It's almost impossible to get a gun, even at keeping your home, let alone a carry license, as they're called, which she has. Mm-hmm. But it's because of Frank Castle and the shit she's been through, here we go. She she's doing a little daredevil dance here. Wouldn't you love stuff. Frank to just stumble across this by accident uh, and just yeah, murder these guys, <laughs> or just just punish them, not murder them, just punish them? Yep, yep. That's exactly what you should do, and that's exactly the response. This she's not as insane here as she seems. Sad. I'm telling you, she's just being smart. As a woman with three men threatening you, that's exactly what you should do. Well, they didn't, you know. And I'm not a pro-gun law guy, but, you know, if you're a woman who's vulnerable. That's not what brought her across the street. They were were harassing a a, a couple. Right, but then they start threatening her. Yeah, which she knew knew they they would do, and she wanted to walk right, right into it. Yeah. And she believes in vigilantes now, Dad. Yeah, I, yes, you know, she does. Karen because has gone Frank. from self righteously being anti okay vigilante. Okay, let's talk about this woman. Yeah, yeah, but, there was something that seemed off about her, but her being fully evil, I never saw. Is this the scene where she gets murdered? The other guy gets murdered with these three. I, I can't remember. No, but they're in Fisk's she, place. She, she's pretty complicated. She's not pure evil, but she's evil. Uh, she's as evil as some of the women in Homeland have sort of been evil. Yeah, right. I mean, she did try to protect him, though. Are you excited for the final season of Homeland, or are you going to watch just out of sheer loyalty at this point? Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to watch out of loyalty with, with hopes that, you know, it's going to rise to the occasion. Were you surprised that a show that was on two networks over five seasons, like Longmire, has a cult following that includes a Lebowski-esque festival every year in Wyoming? Yeah. I was totally shocked when, when you sent that to me. I never in a million years would, would have guessed that. You're not someone that needs other people to like things that you like, but it must right. be a good feeling for you that there are other people who think that show is very special and, and not just good. Yeah, I feel good for the show yeah. that it's created that, that kind of following. Well, and and you know nice. he's probably not going to do a lot of appearances the way Harrison Ford doesn't, but... Having Katie Sackhoff is an amazing thing to have in terms of PR because she loves the people and going on the circuits. Right, right. I was so so shocked by that. That's that's great. It's very exciting. So, do you do you? And this isn't an insult to me, so you can just be honest. For you, is the is the the clutch? uh, Or sorry, is the classic Katie Sackhoff role now her Longmire role versus Starbuck for you personally? Well, I, I, I would just say that I relate to her better in, in the Longmire role than I do in, in the Battlestar Is she role. straight in Longmire? Does she like, she goes after guys? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because, you know, in, in general, you, Katie Sackhoff has been a figure that 
people, but especially women, have praised for being hetero, but also very masculine at times in terms of her confidence and how she yes. carries herself. Right. Like when she punches Apollo at least three times during the season, which is great. <laughs> Yeah. Part of the reason I want you to watch season four is there's a multi-episode arc where Gaeta and Tom Zarek take over. They murder the council. They try and murder the president. And a combination of Adama, Starbuck, and Apollo have to retake the ship. And they're just murdering their own people left and right to take oh, back yeah. the ship. That, that must be great. And spoiler alert, it ends with Zarek and Gaeta sitting in chairs with their hands tied behind them. And Adama with a firing squad shooting them. Oh, God. I know you got to watch it, but you just gave them all to me. Look out! Look at her eyes. I mean... Yeah, they're bloodshot. Do you know how you do that? There, there's two ways to do out. it. One is makeup, but one is to actually physically rub your eyes. That's what uh, um, uh. Jeff Bridges did in the, in Lebowski. Uh. Everyone knows Jeff Bridges smokes weed, That's but he, he claims he wasn't smoking during Lebowski, and I believe him. He said he was rubbing his eyes over and over and over again, and That's I actually a, believe him. Oh, I believe that. Jeff Bridges has no reason to lie about something like that at this point. That's right. Right. He's Absolutely. untouchable. You know, he's a legend. Look how aggressive she is. Yeah, she's she's right on, on so, the uh, edge. Look, look I, I've said it before, Dad. I'm just going to lay it out now. It's a few episodes away. I'm just putting it to me a while since we've talked. For me, the combination of the Karen-Frank exchange and the Karen flashbacks is the highlight of the season for me dramatically. It's where I fell in love with her as a character and went from being not super into Karen to being okay with her to being like, okay, this actress has severe talent when they make her extremely complicated and dark in ways we didn't see coming. Right. It's fun to see it being built here. She just lost... You know, that's one of the things about Jessica Jones season one that was great, Dad, was that she made gains, but then there was also plenty of times when JJ just would lose a a small battle with someone, you know? Yes. And and I think that's important in your series, and when Daredevil's hitting on all cylinders, it's not like, oh, I just barely won that fight, or oh, I just barely won that, that argument, right? Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Wow, he's the most ambiguously uh, non-original looking person of all time, this guy. (laughs) Okay. Dex is amazing. I'm going to really... I love Dex in the first season. I think I'm going to end up thinking he's a top five Marvel villain by the end of all this. You got Loki. Yeah. Was Dex in the first season? No, I didn't mean to say that. No, I'm saying when I first watched this season, this season, I really liked him as the mental illness thing came in and the story with the therapist and so forth. Yes. But I think I'm going to, after Loki, I'm assuming Jake Gyllenhaal, a couple other people end up thinking he's a top five to seven Marvel villain. Mm. I mean, is there anyone in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as good as Dex? (laughs) No, no. Yeah. How's he seeing all this? By the way, in an amazing reversal of something five years ago, the Bizzle would never have thought, Jessica Henwick has completely upstaged and taken over Chloe Bennett in terms of the Bizzle's half-Asian Marvel love obsession. Interesting. uh, Not just because of looks, because they both basically look the same, but because 
of how they live their lives, their personalities, how responsible they are, uh, their relationship to other people and so forth. Chloe wow. Bennett's a, a wreck, and Henwick is just killing it. Here, here he goes. He's he's working Dex, and Dex doesn't even know he's being worked. This is the lie. This is we talked about this when the shooting yeah. happened. Was that he was gonna? He we knew then, but now we see he's lying. And Dex, wow, look at his response. Yeah, he wow, knows so he's been lied for. He was expecting him to tell the truth, right? Yep. Yep. Eyeball, <laughs> mm-hmm. eyeball. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was that a you owe me look? You owe me now? I think the the second Born movie, uh, the Born supremacy. Yeah. Oh, I was going to relate it to this, but wait, hold on. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see where this is going. Okay, so in real life, they would never signal to the person when oh, the cameras are on and off. I don't need any. This is an abuse of a relationship. Yeah. I don't need you. I never needed you. And then the man <laughs> being verbally abusive, and it brings the woman back. Yeah. You're nothing without me. You love me. Admit it. You know, it's it's yeah. really that. <laughs> It's it's disturbed, right? You know anything about me? That's the classic line of, of the of the tormented one. Yeah. FBI botches Fisk transfer. Right. Oh my god! Oh god! He's such a madman. I don't know where he came up with this voice. And the cadence, but boy, and, it's and, really... And, yeah, and you watch The Magnificent Seven, and you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would totally watch that movie again. Well, just, just he's working them. He's working them. So the question is, Fisk is mentally disturbed dead, but not in a way that's easily diagnosable. Do you think he can smell the mental illness in Dex and is working that sort of vibe? Yes, I do. Right. The real heroes are ridiculed and dismissed. Dude, this is the Joker talking to Harvey Dent in the hospital, right? Yeah. He gives Harvey yeah. Dent the gun. It's the same. Yep. 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 By the way, my Batman Begins podcast, I admit openly in the beginning that Aaron Slavutin was right four years ago when we talked to the Dark Knight, and he claimed it was way deeper than any Marvel movie, and four oh. years later, I, I now agree with him as much as I love the Marvel movies, Dark Knight's the deepest oh. when you watch it over and over again, but this comes the closest other than the Arrow in terms of Marvel, and uh, I know the Black Widow is going to hopefully be rated R, super dark. We need more of these anti-hero heroes in Marvel. Oh, totally. Totally. Up oh, here we go. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> this would totally happen in a Call of Duty game. I totally, I totally forgot this. I it's thought the he end got of the episode, cat. too. <laughs> no. This is how Battlefield 4 starts. You start underwater. Oh. You don't know how you got there. And then it's like 13 oh. minutes earlier. Yeah. Huh. 
It's one of the scariest things ever. Oh my god! They just went to black on that one too, huh? And you know what? I'm 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 more than willing. Wow. Great episode. I, I'm more than willing to let them do a cliffhanger like that because they almost never do a traditional cliffhanger. That's right. So that's right. Fuck it. Let them do the traditional cliffhanger. Final thoughts, Pompa Bizzle. I love that episode because it has amazing stuff early on with Foggy and uh, and Marcy, and then you get the the brawl and the fight, and then in the very beginning, in the very end, you get of all the amazing Kingpin stuff, we get at least two all time greats Kingpin scenes with Dex uh, in this. Um, what stands out to you the most in this great episode? Well, I just think that you, you get the feeling that the writer was in complete control of the material. I mean, he kn- knew what he wanted to do, and 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 the director, and they just did a great job with mm-hmm. what they were, with the, uh, you know, this this section of the arc. Uh, so just so uh, we had a couple sound problems to get started, and it went amazingly. Um, and so our good luck continues. I'm about to jump on a video game podcast with Ethan in a little bit. Oh. So I'm not going to oh, keep you too long, Dad, but we would be remiss to not mention all the great announcements again with Marvel, only in the sense of we may be losing Daredevil and my, you know, what I thought was paranoid but realistic prediction I made in 2015, I said, I think Jessica Jones can have more great seasons, but I worry without David Tennant as Kilgrave, it won't happen. I made that prediction by myself. You can listen to it, guys. I made that prediction with Maddie G, uh, who agreed with me, and unfortunately, Dad, that came true. But Iron yep. Fist ended up being way better, and I'm trying to get you to watch Iron Fist Season 2 because it's really interesting with the characters. It's not huge stakes, but it's amazing fighting. Henwick's spectacular. Her and Misty Knight are great. Um, there's just some great relationships and amazing fighting. But the bottom line is, Dad, when you have the following actors slash characters, Anthony Mackie as the Falcon, Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier, Elizabeth Olsen as... Uh, Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. the Scarlet Witch, Paul Bettany as the Vision, Uh, your boy Tom Hiddleston is getting his own show, Loki, that just from the logo for Loki looks spectacular, Um, and it is going to be an extreme, the first, they're trying, they're doing a Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker, and he's just going to be a total psychopath the way that that Heath Ledger was. That's what he does, that's what he does. Right, and that's what everyone does with the joker because the joker is a total social path but how about a 12 episode marvel uh, you know sh- show for adults about loki a much more complicated and interesting villain and w- we would probably say better actor i mean joaquin phoenix has been in a couple movies that are on my all-time great list including gladiator and her but hiddleston uh, it, to me is, is the the rising talent that i'm more interested in seeing his portrayal of a comic book bad guy dad i guess is what i'm saying over Right, Joaquin Phoenix playing another version of the Joker. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, we're getting Jeremy Renner with Haw- as Hawkeye. By the way, that logo for Hawkeye with the, the yellow font and the little arrow, that's from the classic Hawkeye run from like the late 90s, oh. early 2000s, which is where oh. they're drawing from. They're drawing straight from the comics for all this stuff. So what I'm that's saying terrific. is it's very sad that we're not going to see the Defenders again. And I hope people look back on the, especially on the Daredevil seasons, JJ1, Iron Fist 2, and the Defender series. 
and realizes how great it was. And the Punisher, obviously, it'll have to do with the Punisher too. Um, and so we will talk about this. So any last thoughts um, about this particular episode? And then we will sign out. Uh, no, I think uh, I think we said it all. It's just uh, it was just a great ride. Could you make this season without Marcy? Well, it wouldn't be as as three dimensional. I don't uh, think so. Without Marcy, because of Foggy, I don't think Foggy could be as great as he was believably in this season without Marcy, and so. I don't want to say Marcy's only great through Foggy, but he is one of your main three characters from the original season. And mm-hmm. d- would you agree that we couldn't have gotten as great Foggy as we got without Marcy being as great as she is? Yeah, it was it was a great stroke by the writers to to give him a girlfriend like that. I mean, it just it uh, it adds so much. Well, it would be interesting to get her, Nellie Portman, Scarlett Johansson. And uh, Gal Gadot, the four Jewish superheroes. Um, if we could just get Mila Kunis to be a superhero uh, somehow, uh, that that would just uh, just add to the party. <laughs> so I'm, I'm surprised they haven't they haven't tapped her for a role. They but recognize in, in, talent. They look. They kept Elodie a, a Young. Um, you know, they, re- they recognize talent. Um, yeah, yeah. but, uh, it's not just her bringing him up. I mean, I'm going to give him credit. You know, they bring each other up. They're great together. Um, they are, they I don't are know terrific. who came up and by the way, dad, there, it's not a coincidence that, and this is not a lie. 95% of the top female, I'm sorry. 95% of the top casting directors for television and movies are women. Yes, right. The main one is Allison Jones, who does all of the Judd Apatow and Steve Carell stuff, The Office, mm. all the Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen movies, uh, you know, Hot Tub Time Machine, Weatherman, uh, ba- uh, Bad Moms, like all the any of the movie with Kristen Bell and Mila Kunis, Jason Segel, like any of these characters and their actors and their movies, it's all Allison Jones, but it's mostly women, and it's because they understand relationships uh more quickly than men let us say right Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. we can't say women uncategorically understand relationships better at all times because let's be honest both genders regardless of uh, the gender that you're attracted to dad you're going to have weak spots and you're going to have times when you make the wrong decision, but women just understand relationships better more quickly than men. And so when it comes to like casting Natalie Portman across Chris Hemsworth, I guarantee you that was a woman that came up with that would be, would be my guess. Uh, and we'll have to look for the credits for it, but God, are they great together? So, okay. Well, hopefully we won't wait three weeks before the next one. We're trying to get one per week guys. Which is why, even though I do want to do a news Marvel news podcast with my dad, we're, we're prioritizing doing uh, this because, Dad, we have to do Punisher season one. I mean, yep. I really liked two, and I can't wait to do the rest of Daredevil. But I just have a feeling that, like our Daredevil two season, there's going to be a, a synergy with us talking about Punisher one with Lieberman and the Lieberman family and John Bernthal yep. and the you know Sam Stein and Madani. I mean, we have so yeah, it was a great, much great season. 
I think it might yeah. be second to Jessica Jones season one. Um, to be honest, like I, I think it, if you put my feet to the fire, I would have JJ one, then Punisher one, and then all the Daredevil seasons right after mm-hmm. that together. Mm-hmm. And then I don't mm-hmm. know, but it, w- w- let's put it this way: I'm not going to make you decide. But w- w- am I crazy for putting? You know, JJ one is my number no. one. Am I crazy no. for putting Punisher season one? Because I think Kristen Ritter in Jessica Jones season one is only matched performance wise and writing wise by John Bernthal as Punisher season one. Yeah, yeah, it was a great, great season. I, I can't wait to, to, to do it. And I can't wait to play Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which comes out on my birthday where he's the fucking bad guy in that game. Oh, oh that's my right. God. That's, that's going right. to be great. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> so, thank you so much, Papa B. Hopefully we have you on in, in the next week or so, and we'll keep the Good. train rolling here because this is – we have. Even though there's been some epic moments so far, we haven't really touched the big part of the season yet, which is, you know, just – a sign of great television writing. Yep. Cool. All right. Thank you, Bob. All Bizzle. right. As always, thank you, Bizzlecast listeners. We will be coming back at you soon. I got video game podcasts. I got my Marvel news podcast coming with Semi, and got a StarCraft lore podcast with Abdeel. That's literally one of the nerdiest things of all time, but you guys will love uh, because we were talking about the computer industry, the video game industry, science fiction, the influence of you know dark sci-fi over the years, cyberpunk, and all of that sort of stuff. So tune in for that. So thank you again, Papa Bizzle. Thank you, Bizzlecast listeners. We'll be coming back at you soon with more commentaries and podcasts, but for now, the Bizzlecast is out.